Welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on Mail Media Network. I'm your host, Jake Hahn, breaking down the NHL card for Thursday, January 20th. Before we get started, please give the show a like or leave a review if you can. Any way to help support the show is very much appreciated. We have nine games in the NHL on Thursday, four early, one in the central and four late. So it's a nice spread if you are betting or playing DraftKings on Thursday night. So let's get into this card. First up, we have the Dallas Stars minus 175 favorites on the road in Buffalo to take on the Sabres who are plus 150 dogs on home ice. The over-under is five and a half here. Uh, the Stars have lost three in a row in four of their last five. So they're starting to leak oil a little bit here. They dropped a critical game at home to the lowly Habs on Tuesday. Nobody, and I mean nobody, loses to the Habs this season. Easy part of their schedule right now as well. I mentioned the Habs game on Tuesday. Now Buffalo on Thursday. Then they get Detroit, Philly, and New Jersey. So that's about as easy of a five-game stretch as you're going to get in the NHL. And they have to take advantage of it. They certainly didn't on Tuesday against the Habs. We'll see how they fare Thursday against the Buffalo Sabres. Jake Ottinger got pulled in that game. It was sort of a weird pull too in the third period. I'm curious if they go to Braden Holpe in this spot or if they go back to Jake Ottinger. Either way, Dallas has been horrible on the road this season. 4-12-1 and now on the road. Now, Buffalo isn't really a nightmare spot to go play, but Dallas has really struggled to pick up points on the road this year. Jason Robertson is still considered day-to-day with a lower body injury as well which is a big name on their top line as for the Sabres they're actually coming off of a rare win good for Buffalo 3-1 win in Ottawa on Tuesday Michael Hauser was terrific in net making 44 saves I think he's like the 16th string goaltender on Buffalo so that one sort of came out of nowhere Tage Thompson, he actually couldn't play the last game because of COVID protocols crossing the borders, but he is going to be good to go for this game against the Stars. And Kyle Pozo left the last game against the Sens as well. I don't have a ton of interest in this game at the current line right now. The plus 150 tag besides Buffalo does entice me a little bit, especially with the Stars road record. So if I, I think if I had to make a play on the money line, it would have to be Buffalo. But I, I just think Dallas is going to be desperate coming off the loss. I thought they actually played well in that game against Montreal, just got a little bit unlucky. So I'll pass on the money line. I do think Dallas gets this done in Buffalo on Thursday night. Next up, we've got a much better matchup. Uh, two teams that could be on a collision course in the Eastern Conference playoffs at some point. The Boston Bruins, minus 145 favorites on home ice, coming off of an ugly, ugly loss to the Canes. And the Caps on the road, plus 125 dogs in Boston. The over-under is six for this game. The Caps have been struggling since the holiday season, but they did get a 4-3 win in overtime against the Jets on Tuesday. Ovechkin scores his 27th. Tom Wilson, who's really starting to heat up, ended up winning the game in overtime. John Carlson and Connor Sherry are both in COVID protocols right now. And TJ Oshie is still being considered day-to-day. I think the Carlson injury of them all is clearly the biggest. He just logs such big minutes for Washington on the back end. So without him there, they are a bit of a different team defensively and even offensively for that matter. The Caps have actually been really solid on the road this year, though, 11-4-4 away from Washington. The Bees, on the other hand, I mentioned it, just a brutal loss on Tuesday. They ran into a buzzsaw that is the Carolina Hurricanes, a 7-1 loss in that game. They'd won five in a row before that and had been really starting to gain some momentum. Tuka Rask just got absolutely lit up in the first period. The Bruins did smoke these caps just over a week ago, 7-3 in Washington. So maybe a little bit of revenge on the mind of the Capitals coming into this game. It has been confirmed that Linus Olmark will start this game. So they won't go back to Tuka Rask after he got shellacked on Tuesday. They'll give Olmark a go here. 
this is another game. I don't have a ton of interest in the current line. I think Boston bounces back. I just said this with Dallas, you know, teams coming off of a pretty bad loss sometimes can be a, a nice team to back. I'm not really interested in the minus 145 though. And I do respect what Washington's been able to do on the road. So this one is going to be a pass for me. Looking at the over-under, I'd give a slight lean to the under in this situation. Things can maybe tighten up between these two teams, but then you look at the final score from the last time they played and you see 7-3 and you're thinking, okay, and now it makes sense why the total set at six. So I'm going to lean towards the under in this game between the Caps and the Bees. Next up, we've got a big favorite, the Pittsburgh Penguins, minus 280 on home ice against the Ottawa Senators, who are plus 220 dogs on the road. The over-under is six on this one. The Sens record is bad, but I have them targeted as a team that I think we could play some big dog prices on as the season goes on. I mentioned this a couple of times on the show throughout the course of the season. They have some legit players in that top six. The defense and the goaltending is really, really sketchy. So that is the problem when you're backing the Sens. But if you're getting these sorts of big prices, I think it's worth a shot. They've been successful you know, for a couple of games here recently. Uh, beating, But I think just an example, looking at their last three games, they beat Calgary and Edmonton on the road, and then they come home and they lose to Buffalo. So that's the kind of variance you're going to get with this Ottawa Senators team. But I think we can see what they are capable of in taking down some of the better teams in the league. The Pens, on the other hand, they've just been absolutely rolling lately, looking really good at both ends of the ice. Coming back from a six-game road trip that saw them go 4-2, and two, they did finish it off with a 5-3 comeback win in Vegas on Monday. Like I said, they've looked great at both ends of the ice and they finally have all their top players healthy at the same time which they haven't been able to say all season long looking back at a past result between these two teams this season the Sens actually beat the Pens 6-3 early in the season but I'd keep in mind that that was a Casey DeSmith start and when DeSmith starts it's a bit of a different game than when Tristan Jari starts for the Pittsburgh Penguins assuming Jari starts this game I do think that the Pens just completely roll like I said with the Sens I think there's going to be some good prices to target them at throughout the course of the season if you're a bit more courageous than me maybe you do take a bite at the plus 220 I could see them actually being competitive in this game and maybe keeping pace with the Pittsburgh Penguins but I'm not getting in front of the Pens especially after after some extra rest coming back from the west coast having a couple of days off so I think the Pens roll in this one Next game, not the most exciting matchup here. Two teams that are likely going to be out of playoff contention before we know it. The Columbus Blue Jackets plus 105 dogs on the road in Philly to take on the Flyers who are minus 125 favorites on home ice. The over-under is set at six here. The Jackets are coming off two vastly different results. Like, like just crazy how different these two results are. They somehow beat the Canes 6-0 last Thursday. I still don't know where that one came from. And then they followed that up by just getting absolutely railroaded by the Panthers 9-2 on Saturday. They actually haven't played since that game. So they'll be well-rested, well I guess, licking their wounds after the Panthers put up a nine spot against them. This is their first meeting with the Flyers, the division rivals, this season. Last Thursday, I told you how much of a disaster the Flyers are. And a week later... They're still a disaster, maybe even a bigger disaster. Nine game losing streak now. They did get really close in their last game, shootout loss uh, against the Islanders on Tuesday that actually went nine rounds. It was just a brutal shootout to watch, actually. Uh, they've, had, they've won just six of 18 home games this season. So they've really struggled in Philly as well. Tough team to back at a favorite price. It really is. Minus 125 with the Flyers on a nine game losing streak. 
I just can't lay chalk with them right now, even though I actually do think that this is a spot for them to break that losing streak and win the game. I just think there are better bets that you can make on the card. So I won't be laying the chalk with the Flyers, not running to back the Jackets either. Like I said, I think that this could be a bit of a get right spot for the Flyers. Maybe you want to look to the total and the under six, just because these teams can struggle to score at times with, with some sort of consistency, but not really my favorite game on the card on Thursday. Next up though, we've got a game I really do like. This is a really important game in the Central Division. The Nashville Predators minus 135 favorites on home ice against the Winnipeg Jets, who are plus 115 dogs on the road. The over-under is five and a half here. The Jets have just been playing a really choppy all-road schedule right now with a lot of breaks in between. They haven't been home in a long time. They have looked good for the most part, I thought. They got up 2-0 early on Washington on Tuesday and ended up losing that game 4-3 in overtime. Nick Ehlers took a nasty knee on knee, and he could be on the shelf for a little while, so that's going to hurt their top six. But they, they do have the depth, I think, to overcome an injury like Nick Ehlers. The Preds, on the other hand, are starting to go the other way. After briefly sitting atop the Central Division, they've now lost four games in a row since beating the Avs last week. They lost 3-1 to Bruce Boudreaux and the Canucks on Tuesday in Nashville. And like I said, this is just a big game in the Central. The Jets are actually 11 points back of the Preds. So when you look at it like that, it seems like a, a huge gap, but they have six games in hand. So the Jets can win this in regulation. That's a, a bit of a gap to close on the Preds, and you'd still have a bunch of games in hand at that point. I like Winnipeg here. I like Winnipeg all season. I think they've underperformed. I think that this is a better team than their record shows. And this just feels like a game that they need to have. They, they got close against Washington. They lose in overtime, but I think they've shown some good signs here recently. And the Preds have just been a little leaky defensively. I think the Jets can expose them with their offense. So I like the Jets at, at plus money. This actually opened at plus 125, has moved to plus 115 as of recording right now. So clearly somebody else out there is liking the Jets like I am. And I'm, I'm going to still take a bite at this dog price, even at plus 115. I still like the Jets in Nashville on Thursday night. Next up, we've got a really exciting game for many different reasons. Might be the game of the night, really, just in terms of entertainment value. The Florida Panthers minus 150 favorites on the road in Edmonton to take on the Oilers, who are plus 130 home dogs. The over-under is six and a half for this game. Anytime the Panthers play, it's must-watch hockey, in my opinion, with the pace that they play at. Very similar to what the Colorado Avalanche do. They become a good fade on the road, though. I faded them on, on a Tuesday against the Calgary Flames, and it came through nicely. They've just really been struggling on the road. They're unbeatable at home, but just five wins in 15 road games this season. They, it was a Spencer Knight start on Tuesday, so I think that amplified things a little bit. He hasn't been great this year for the Panthers. I expect them to go back to Bob for this game. The Oilers really need a win here. That's that's a complete understatement, to be honest. They've lost six in a row, including a 6-4 loss to Ottawa on home ice on Saturday, and they'll be well-rested for this one because they haven't played since that game. Starting to show their frustration off of the ice, McDavid, Dreisaitl, we saw the, the, the press conference with Oilers reporters, and you can just see the frustration with this team. They're not having a lot of fun right now like they maybe were early in the season. Panthers are a much deeper team, which are the types of teams I usually think gives Edmonton a ton of problems. So as much as I, I'm willing to fade the Panthers on the road this season and grab those plus money prices and seeing plus 130 at home with McDavid and the boys kind of feels nice, but do I really want to throw money down on Miko Koskinen and the depth that the Panthers have coming off of a loss? I just can't do it. So I will, I will still be looking to fade the Panthers at some big prices on the road this year, but this just isn't going to be the spot against the Edmonton Oilers on Thursday. Next up, I just mentioned Colorado, how exciting the abs can be and how exciting the Panthers can be. Well, the abs are in LA to take on the Kings. They're minus 190 favorites on the road in LA. 
The Kings are plus 165 home dogs. The over-under is six for this game. This should be a great hockey game. Um, you know, as I said about the Panthers, same thing here applies to the Avs. McKinnon, Kadri, and McCarr have just been absolute studs for shot props lately. If you're playing the overs, McKinnon's usually sits at four and a half. Kadri's usually sits at three and a half. And McCarr's usually two and a half juice to the over. But they, they seem to hit it more times than they don't recently. So that could be an angle if you're looking to get into this game a little bit. The Avs are 8-0-1 in 2022 and have been the best over team this season. Uh, we're starting to see a lot of sixes, six and a halves, even sevens with them, depending on the opponent. The Kings were derailed after a great stretch of play for them. Timo Meyer got them for five goals on Martin Luther King Day, and then they lost 6-4 to Tampa on Tuesday. But I actually thought Thought they were the better team in that game against Tampa. This will be their third game in four days, though. So a busy schedule lately for the Kings could be a problem going into this matchup. But the Avs play the night before uh, against Anaheim, so they could be in a tricky spot here as well. Still no Kempe. He's on the COVID list, and I would expect him to go back to Jonathan Quick in net here. I like the Kings at this price. I mean, plus 165, I think, is extremely fair. They've been taking it to teams recently. The Avs are playing on the second half of a back-to-back. I like the way that the Kings looked against Tampa the other night. They just really couldn't get a save from Cal Peterson. So I will back the Kings at plus 165 on Thursday night. Next up, we've got maybe the worst rematch, worst conference final rematch in the history of the NHL. The Vegas Golden Knights minus 340 favorites on home ice. The Habs plus 265 dogs on the road. Uh, just months ago, the Habs were taking it to Vegas in the, uh, you know, to try to go to the Stanley Cup final. And now they're just a complete disaster. They did finally win a game in Dallas on Tuesday, 5-3. They needed 48 saves from Sam Montembeau, who looked like Patrick Waugh all of a sudden on Tuesday. That brought them to 3-15-4 on the road this season. So they're still no good uh, away from Montreal. They're just no good in general. Vegas will be out for revenge here, and they will be desperate after losing three games in a row. They blew a 3-0 lead to Pittsburgh on Monday, and they'll be well-rested here. This just seems like a dream spot for Vegas. Obviously, minus 340 is just a crazy price to have to pay, but I think they just smash Montreal. So you can throw them in parlays, play the puck line, the regulation, however you want to do it. I think Vegas rolls in this one. The last game on the card, the Sharks minus 105 dogs on the road in Seattle to take on the Kraken who are minus 115 favorites on home ice. The over under is five and a half here. Timo Meyer will somehow try to follow up his five goal game with another big performance. The Sharks have been sneaky uh, lately as a team too. four, one and one over the last six games. James Reimer was really good in that last game that I mentioned. So I would expect them to maybe go back to him in this situation. Seattle snapped an ugly nine game losing streak with a three, two shootout win over Chicago on Monday. They look very much like an expansion team this year and they just don't have any star talent. Although if you are looking for guys to maybe play an angle on, I think McCann and Eberle have been pretty good lately for the shot prop overs and you can usually get them at, at two and a half sometimes you got to pay some juice for McCann on that over but those would be the angles I'm looking to play is just shot props in this game as for DraftKings a really interesting slate because we're loaded with that top tier talent you've got so many expensive players like Nathan McKinnon Alex Ovechkin Connor McDavid all on the slate on Thursday night this is actually the cheapest we've seen McDavid all season and almost the cheapest we've seen Drysaddle all, all season we saw him $100 cheaper against the Maple Leafs so I actually think that could be a good angle to play is getting these two guys in your lineup or at least one of them in your lineup. Florida, they might win the game, but they'll play a really loose game. They'll give you chances. They'll trade chances with you all night long. I could see it being a high scoring game. So get some Oilers in your lineup, get some Panthers in your lineup. I think that's a smart way to play this. It's obviously tough to fade Nathan McKinnon. If you just look at what he's doing right now, the shot generation, the offense, everything that's coming from uh, Nathan McKinnon has just been special. 
Ottawa, Pittsburgh, I think a couple guys interest me there. Evgeny Malkin and Jeff Carter on the second line. Malkin's still only 6,500. Carter's 5,600. I think that's pretty good in a game where the Pens should find some offense. Got to shout out my boy, Andrew Kopp. $4,800 for the Jets. He just continues to play big minutes, continues to be underrated in this league. I don't mind him as a play. Uh, Colorado and LA, as I mentioned above, Nathan McKinnon's tough to fade. But if you're looking for some maybe pivots on that game, in a game where uh, I think the Avs could trade chances with the Kings, Kopitar and Ayafalo look like pretty nice cheap plays for the Kings in that game. I also like Mark Stone for the Vegas Gold Knights against the Habs at only $6,100. That'll be it for me today. You can check me out on Twitter at jhan 4 And as always, good luck with your bets and your lineups, and I'll catch you all next week. Mm-hmm.